From Studio 113, this is the Changing Energy Podcast, recorded at Wake Electric. Hello, this is Don. This is Kirk. This is Sean. Welcome to Episode 15. We are doing Part 3 of a three-part series called The News of December 2022. So let's do a recap. The first episode, we talked about we talked to Dennis Mabe, and he talked to us about the uh, shootings that happened in Moore County that took out a couple substations. We talked about how resilient utilities can be in that situation. Then we had Lee Ragsdale at the next episode talking about the rolling blackouts. Yeah, rolling, rolling, rolling. I was waiting. (laughs) I knew that would come. (laughs) And this time, the other piece of news, while we don't know how significant it is for our lifetime, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but we're thinking we're a little bit farther ahead, which was we actually saw that ignition had occurred at the National Ignition Facility Facility. Yes, at uh, Lawrence Livermore Laboratory, and that was our first sign that maybe we're we're inching forward to a future infusion energy. Woo-woo. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that'd be cool. so we'll we'll hit hit all of that. In the meantime, everything good with everybody? Yeah. Yeah. Things right. are good. And good. And uh, we were thinking about when we talk about fusion, we, we're going to be talking about lots of power in little spaces. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't help but go all the way back to episode one. Episode one, which was a year ago, we talked about fission versus fusion technology. Mm-hmm. But we also introduced the concept of the lightning box. Yep. And we haven't talked about the lightning box. Maybe we've just gotten too serious to talk about the lightning box over the... Over. Well, the sound bite was uh, ear deafening as well. <laughs> <laughs> really woke people up. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. All right, what is what is the news on the lightning box? Any any progress in your development of the lightning box? No, but I've you know been researching you know lightning bolts and everything, and, and scientists have been trying to figure out a way to... You know, use it really. Yep, but um, and wait, reading through th- this, this might be, this might be worthy of this. <laughs> what do you have? <laughs> and now well, Kirk it's, news. It's Kirk news. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying they they've been trying for a while, but you know, obviously, you know, when we talk about lightning, you know, some of the things come to mind are lightning bolts can reach fifty four thousand degrees Fahrenheit. I mean, so think about that. Um, which is five times hotter than the surface of the sun. The surface of the sun. We're going to talk about the center of the sun when we talk about fusion. Yeah, mm-hmm. and lightning moves about 30,000 times faster than a bullet. So it's <laughs> it's it's rocking. Okay. But uh, some of the interesting things I thought was pretty interesting was the longest lightning bolt was about 477 miles, and it stretched over three states, Louisiana. One lightning bolt. One lightning bolt. Texas, Louisiana, and Mississippi. I just love that they can measure that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The National Weather Service, but a typical lightning flash is about three hundred million volts and about thirty thousand amps. In the typical household, you got one hundred twenty volts and fifteen amps. Is that right? Fifteen amps per circuit. Per circuit, right? So a single bolt carries a few billion joules of energy. So, I, wait, say that again. A few billion joules of energy. Whoa. Yeah. So. Um, Billy. Now we're going to be talking about uh, we're going to be talking about megajoules mm-hmm. that uh, is produced by fusion, but mm-hmm. what they produce it was like three megajoules. Yeah, and the 
Lightning strikes. Lightning's the like U.S. Strikes million times that. Millions, yeah, millions on. Yeah. Millions times that. And it strikes the U.S. twenty million times a year. So that was my whole concept. This thing about you know the crazy lightning box was we have this natural resource out there that you know I believe everything that we need is here on Earth and it's free. And you know I just would have thought it'd been a cool way to capture it. But obviously, when you look through all that and read through everything. You That's wanna, why the scientists are still trying to figure it out, and I can't get anybody to go out there to help me try to capture one. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't think that you can just find. I've it. asked Sean and Don, and they've turned me down. <laughs> yeah, but I saw the type of box you was running around with. I was like, I don't think we can capture lightning in, in that. a cardboard box. <laughs> <laughs> that's Kirk. We gotta laugh, but anyway, you know that's yeah. I've it heard is that cool. Lightning strikes about a hundred thousand times a day, mm-hmm. and that. 10% of those times it actually causes a fire so it's it is putting energy down yeah it is i mean that's that's the crazy thing and think about everything that you know we're losing by not trying to find a way to capture it people just got to start listening to you kirk and you can't have thunder without lightning too i thought that was kind of interesting <laughs> <laughs> what causes the thunder do you know Mm, it's got to be some kind of with the barometric pressure. I have no earthly idea. I didn't get that. I think that it far. has something to do with break. You know, with the uh, the Electron. energy breaking the sound barrier. That's just, those yeah. are like sonic booms that occur when the lightning strikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, sometimes thunderstorms are just they can be relaxing, but they can be scary. You know, <laughs> duality. <laughs> Deep thoughts with Kirk Metcalf. Um. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I think we should uh, probably dive in. Even though we were talking about news of 2022, mm-hmm. I figured there was news on January 20th that has happened that is related to our our little episode we're having here. So what I'd like to do is go ahead and hit a news topic. And now, the news. Thank you, Sean. So I uh, found this article from January 20th. It's from a company called Reuters. They're a news company online. And the headline is, U.S. approves design for New Scale. And New Scale is the name of a company spelled N-U-S-C-A-L-E. A small modular reactor. Wow. Okay, so... That's the term we're going to get used to saying, I think, is SMRs, small modular reactor. Essentially, just imagine it is a small nuclear reactor, much smaller scale than a power plant. Mm -hmm. So we keep talking about distributed generation being sort of the future. We've got to put these assets further out and go away from the big centralized power plants. We'll start to see distributed generation around our system so that Generation is actually happening at the end of the line instead of at the beginning of the line. And and what is the beginning of the line anymore at that point? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the people that are in the middle of the line that are going to uh, now get left out now. Um, so, but we want to talk about New Scale. Uh, New Scale is a company out of Oregon. They're, out, they're based out of Portland. And they were started in 2002 from a university research project probably about uh, small modular reactors, which technically the technology's been here for a long time. You've heard of nuclear subs, and uh-huh. nuclear subs are basically run off a nuclear reactor built in. That's a small modular reactor. So we've had that technology. It's at 
We're trying to figure out who wants it in their backyard. Makes who sense. wants a small nuclear uh-huh. reactor in the backyard, and, and how are we going to uh, deal with that? So this new, uh, so they here's here's what's cool for all you North Carolina listeners. They're headquartered in Portland, but they have offices in London, Maryland, and Charlotte, North Carolina. Wow. Yep. So they're uh, they're somewhat local to Queen us. Queen City. And they have been approved. They've received approval for a 462 megawatt carbon-free power project to be fully operational by 2030. 2030. So we're about seven years away from where this project is expected to be operational. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are going to. They're going to put this device on a Utah municipal power system. So it's going to be part of the municipals of Utah are going to be the first to try to use this. Okay. Now, the prices have continued to gone up, as you would expect, but the cost of electricity out of these units, they were first expecting and first targeting that the the cost out of these units would be 5.8 cents a kilowatt hour. Uh So reasonable you yeah. know consider our our retail rate is in around you know 11 cents Six. and I'm, it, it it varies differently all over the, the country for sure it's now risen and now the output is going to be at about 8.9 cents a kilowatt hour we'll see what it does over the uh, next seven years say, as they yeah. continue to uh <laughs> to build costs into this um but supposedly it's safer than large conventional reactors but still produces waste yeah, so right now, a lot of nuclear waste gets put at Yucca Mountain. So we are going to have nuclear waste. So if these are these are regional and distributed around, right. how do we manage that yeah. is, is a big answer. Yeah. And then uh, Catherine Huff, she is the Assistant Secretary of the, of the Department of Nuclear Energy within the DOE. So she's pretty much ahead of the nuclear energy portion of the DOE. Her quote is, SMRs are no longer an abstract concept. This is an innovation at its finest, and we are just getting started here in the U.S. So I think there's a lot of optimism yeah. that we will get to a point where we could have small modular reactors uh, around the country. So I thought that was a... Uh, and we have them in the nuclear submarines. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah. we do we, we do have yeah. modular... In fact, Russia supposedly built a barge that is a floating power nuclear power plant. Wow. And they've... And they've got one where they uh-huh. can put this ship up and yeah. and uh, hook it up on at a port and provide power. I also ran across another article. This was written by the CEO of a company called ProEst. It's P-R-O capital E-S-T. And they, they're a software company. They make estimating software. And the reason I pulled these numbers down is because I'd heard, I'd watched a YouTube video where these numbers were quoted, so I went and looked it up. Okay. And it was just the cost of power plants today. I thought that would be interesting to hear. Currently, the cost of building a wind power plant, a wind turbine farm, uh-huh. is approximately $1,661 per kilowatt. Okay? Huh. So just kind of keep that. Per kilowatt, if you build $1,661. Natural gas, $812 per kilowatt. All right, All right we're going down. Yeah, so natural gas is a little bit uh, less expensive. Uh-huh. Um, combined cycle. Now, do you know what combined cycle means when you say a combined cycle plant? No, there's something to do no. with. No. Okay. It is. Uh, so a, a, a natural gas plant is a big jet engine, right? Think of a big jet engine. It's a combustion engine uh-huh. that just generates electricity because the fuel burns and turns the turbine well 
also heat can be produced from burning that fuel. Right. And a combined cycle not only turns the turbine, but then boils water, creating oh. steam, and has another. And then the steam turns another turbine, yeah. creating a combined cycle. Yeah. So you have two okay. cycles of energy. So those are more efficient, yeah. but also more expensive. They're in the neighborhood of nine hundred and some dollars per kilowatt. Okay. Solar energy today is about two thousand nine hundred and twenty-one dollars per kilowatt, and then we have nuclear to build a new nuclear plant is $5,148 per kilowatt, which is sort of why mm. nuclear has is, is, is fallen off because right. natural gas is so um, inexpensive to build when compared to nuclear. It's, it's less than 20% yeah. of the cost of building a nuclear plant, which is why we haven't seen nuclear you know progress yeah. in the big, large size scale. So I thought those were interesting numbers we could talk about. So, they are. So us, the SMR is a small modular reactors yeah should be overall cheaper to they should make. be cheaper overall and if we can produce, if we can manage if we can manage yeah. uh, how we're gonna deploy them and mm. manage the waste from them and yeah. keep them safe so, well well yeah that's yeah. the that's the main thing is still going to produce the nuclear waste that you got to figure yeah, out how many dispose of imagine to have more small smaller yeah. ones that means more of them that they have to take care of the other <laughs> thing that the key point is that they're carbon free yeah. You just have the waste. You look like you're really thinking. Well, no, I'm just sitting there thinking about how many reactors. Well, let's put it. I'll, yeah. I'll give you some perspective. Okay. Wake Electric's peak load mm-hmm. on December 24th, which was about the peak we'd ever seen. Right. We think was approaching to 230 megawatts for our entire system. One of these units by new scale is, is said to be 462 megawatts. So it could be. Two wake electrics. Okay. On one unit. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So so that's what I was trying to okay, say. Is okay, it going to okay. be like, are we going to need 50,000 or are we going to need 500 of them? That's what I was trying to put in perspective. Good. Maybe we can, uh, maybe we can uh, do the math and we can hit that at the beginning of the next episode. Yeah. Because, I mean, like I was that. just curious, you know, thinking about the waste and what we do with that. I'm like, hey, if it's, you know, if we don't need but so many, probably worth it. Cool. All right. Awesome. Getting back to the nuclear submarine real quick. You know, I bet some people out there think that, Nuclear submarine means they have a nuclear missile on there, right? Yeah, I, I guess. I'm not saying that. I did, but I'm just saying, you know, I just want to really Jeez. clarify it for the <laughs> listeners. You didn't think that, Kirk? Huh? That's not what you thought? No. Okay. <laughs> All right, so I'm reading Wikipedia's definition. A nuclear submarine is a submarine powered by a nuclear reactor, but not necessarily nuclear armed. Ta-da. So they might have stamped on the side of the submarine powered by, you know. Powered by vision. <laughs> powered by fish and then it comes up out of the water and the other boat sees it and it goes oh look they're over there fishing yeah they're over there fishing (laughs) i love it oh me a team at lawrence livermore national lab national ignition facility made the following happen There's a tiny cylinder here at the end of this that you probably can't see. It's about so tall and this wide. Inside that was a a small spherical capsule about half the diameter of a BB. 192 laser beams entered from the two ends of the cylinder and struck the inner wall. They didn't strike the capsule. They struck the inner wall of this cylinder and deposited energy. And that happened in less time than it takes light to move 10 feet. 
So it's kind of fast. X-rays from the wall impinged on the spherical capsule. Fusion fuel in the capsule got squeezed. Fusion reactions started. This had all happened before, a hundred times before. But last week, for the first time, they designed this experiment so that the fusion fuel stayed hot enough, dense enough, and round enough for long enough that it ignited, and it produced more energies than the lasers had deposited. About two megajoules in, about three megajoules out, a gain of 1.5. The energy production took less time than it takes light to travel one inch. Kind of fast. So this is pretty cool. Um, I have a special message to listeners who want to work on exciting, challenging, and important problems. We're hiring. <laughs> help wanted. Help wanted. <laughs> that was his way of putting help wanted ad. That was nuclear scientist Marv Adams as they made the announcement of what the National Ignition Facility had done at the at the Lawrence Livermore Laboratory out in uh, California. I think it's just east of or yeah, just east of of San Francisco in that area. And this happened on December 5th, not the announcement, the actual ignition happened on December 5th. And he, he did a little bit to explain it, but also 60 Minutes did a, a story on this, and I like the way they put it. On December 5th, the closest star to the Earth was in San Francisco. That's cool. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm in now. I'm interested. Yeah, so... uh it basically, at this National Ignition Facility, they have the world's largest collection of lasers. And the way that they describe these lasers is that they are, they are longer than a football field, each laser, longer than a football field, mm. and that the, the radiation that these lasers put out goes back and forth, back and forth, and builds up as they go. And there's 192 of them. Wow. Wow, that's... And, they can focus all of these 192 lasers uh-huh. in a point smaller than a BB. That uh, that's, that's just hard to believe, though. I mean, so they, think about it. They point it all there, and they were able to make hydrogen fuse. Does anybody know the atomic mass of hydrogen? One. One. Good, good guess. <laughs> and when they fused, they made helium which has an atomic mass of two, two. and it's yeah. H-E, right, on the it's H-E. periodic yes. table. Yes, <laughs> from H to H-E. All right, so. so all those, let me, real quick, 190-some lasers. Yes. So they must obviously have to come together to go on this half the size of a BB or whatever you said, right? Right, right. Wow. I mean, just think about that. They're cool pictures online. You should go see it. I'll have to check it out. Uh, all of this happened in less than a billionth of a second. You heard Marv Adams say mm-hmm. that uh, that it was quick. We've, he's also said it happened hundreds of times, you know, mm-hmm. but hundreds of times before the amount of energy we put in was not reciprocated. I mean, we put more energy in than we were able to get out. Yeah. And also, I will say, uncontrolled fusion is also easy. It's called an atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. So we've been messing around with with, with this and and. <laughs> And an uncontrolled fusion creates uh, creates a bomb. 
So it's the harnessing of that energy and keeping it tight and compact and able to sustain itself that's that's hard. So they've already put three and a half billion dollars. That's with a B. Billion into this facility, and they've been trying to do so at this facility for thirteen years. So it's for thirteen years they have wow. tried and failed. And in 60 Minutes, the the director of the NIF said they were afraid it was going to be changed to never ignition facility. (laughs) I like that. Never ignition facility. (laughs) And so this was, you know, they were were doing everything they could, and, and they finally were able to do that. The ignition goal was to get more energy out than what you put in. And if you can get the ignition hot enough, dense enough, and fast enough, and you can hold it together, then it could self-contain and sustain and create more energy than you're putting in. So with millions of degrees of heat, when all of those lasers strike, supposedly there's, they're creating, they're using enough energy that is a thousand times greater than the national power grid. Oh, wow. A thousand times. Yes, in those lasers. Oh, wow, man. And they do this with capacitors. And, they, and the capacitors uh-huh. are building up energy, and then they're released all and at they're once. they're released all at once. Yep. Wow. At this moment, I wouldn't was, want to be around. You really? It's, <laughs> yeah. These people are watching through the glass like a microwave oven. Yeah. Uh, at this moment, it's hotter, denser than the center of the sun. Mm. And it's all concentrated on this little container the size of a BB. It's hollow, and inside it's holding and, sus- and suspending these little hydrogen atoms of deuterium and tritium, which are both hydrogen. Wow. Okay. And at that moment, it was the hottest location in our solar system. In the whole solar system? In that little, yes. That little container? In California. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Okay. I wonder what kind of safety... It's a big, you know, it's I a mean, big building with a yeah. lot of metal, yeah, a lot of things. I was just thinking about that. I mean, that's wow. It's pretty wild. They were able to put two megajoules in, two megajoules, and get three megajoules out. Okay, first, first positive result. Yeah. Now that's the amount of energy put directly onto that little capsule. What they don't tell you, it took three hundred megajoules to power the. Lasers. How many uh, did you say? <laughs> 300? So essentially, we put 300 in to get three, three out. But the amount of energy put right on that. So they just got to figure out how to put, yeah. you know, put concentrate the energy uh-huh. on that. Right. And yeah. so anyway, uh, Biden has a goal of fusion power within a decade. Ten years. And I think that there isn't a scientist that will stand up and say that that's doable. Yeah. That we probably won't see this in 10 years. Maybe yeah. 20 um, and maybe 20, and that's what the NIF director is saying, that perhaps in 20 years we have something that is, is commercial, and a lot has to be done because, let's put this in perspective, in all of this effort, in the $3.5 billion spent, what they were able to do was generate enough electricity to <laughs> boil two pots of coffee <laughs> in a billionth of a second. Wow, we got to have that coffee. <laughs> Always got to use the coffee for measurement for electricity. And now there's over 30 companies that have invested about $3 billion 
more dollars into seeing this progress. So oh, wow. there's a lot of people yeah, betting that hope. this is the yeah. future, right? Mm-hmm. Because the ultimate outcome, we've said it in previous episodes. We even said it in the very first episode right. of Changing Energy. Fusion Energy promises clean, unlimitless. Limitless, that's right. I mean, I mean yeah, limitless. Limitless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get my un off of there. Uh, limitless, clean mm-hmm. power. Yeah. for our power grid should be great so yeah we're uh we're super excited to just continue to watch that looks like uh as long as uh we're around in 20 years we should see quite a bit of activity in yeah. this and it's um always nice to hear you know from these scientists that just didn't give up they kept on trying mm-hmm. you said years upon years of them failing yeah six yeah. six decades uh the, they've thought about this for six yeah. decades 60 and, years and this particular laboratory has been working on it for 13 yeah yeah yeah. And I like what you said with the acronym. What was uh, it? Never ignition. Never ignition facility. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now they're but they they're, didn't give up. They're I doing like almost you know? a shot give up. a day now. They're yeah. they're they're trying they're doing a new shot every day. Yeah. Uh, trying to get better, get more information because you know, we could say how how small that this was on a standpoint of electricity generated, but the amount of research and data that they're collecting just makes the future a little bit easier to, yeah. to keep doing it over and over and over again. So yeah, good stuff. Awesome. What are you thinking, Kirk? No, I'm just thinking about the grid and, and, you know, if this does come to fruition one day, you know, is it going to be, you know, four or five of these kind of facilities out there? Is it going to be one per state? Is it, you know, how, how's it all going to work? You know, I mean, I'm just curious for down the road, with this limitless, we're going to do away with all the other generation. Let's uh, let's hope that the SMRs come to fruition and we get these little uh, modular power plants that are clean right. that right. we can use. And you know, the purpose of of these are to be that base load right. that supports wind and solar because we know wind and solar works. It's clean. Right. It's exactly what we need for the planet. Yes, but its intermittency needs a base load under it to support right. it. And and Always we're have. hoping that this these nuclear achievements will support yeah. that, and and we'll continue to build solar and wind, yeah, and and those other clean sources. So it'll always be a portfolio. Good, you yeah, know, there'll always be a portfolio and a hedge, right? In case something happens, and I and think we'll just wait and wait and see how that goes. Yeah. Well, Kirk, um, would you like to tell the folks how they can reach us? I sure will. All right, you awesome listeners out there. We really want you to reach out to us. I mean, you can call us at 919-863-6331 or email us at changingenergy at wmc.com. Follow us at Twitter at Changing Capital NRG, Facebook, Changing Capital NRG. We're on Spotify, iTunes. Please leave us some feedback. I mean, send us questions, you know, mail, mail us the questions, send it by bird, send it facts, you know, just reach out to us. We, we just want, you know, we want to hear from you and uh, we want to answer your questions. And uh, I've ordered some merch and I uh, just can't wait to, uh, you know, show uh, show what we got out there for uh, the listeners that, um, you know, maybe we'll have some uh, little challenges or, you know, things out there, some Games. Games, that's it. Yeah, we can delete that. But 
No, I'm just we excited. got music behind no, you. No, I'm just excited, man. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm ready, you know, for these listeners. You know, I want to engage. We want to engage with y'all. You know, reach out to us. It's you know? harder to edit something when you have music playing behind it. <sighs> I know, and I just love that music. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's enough out of you. All right. Great episode, guys. We made it through December here. It's only it's only first week in February, second week in yeah, February. second week in February. And we're finally getting to the December news. But, oh, uh, but, but we did it. So with that, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Get ready for episode 16 coming up here in three to four weeks. Yep. yep. All right. Thank you for listening to the Changing Energy Podcast. Our broadcast team consists of Don, Kirk, and Sean. A special appreciation for Ira Audley, our producer, Deanna Crumpler, our artistic social media guru, and Deshaun Gibbs for music and everyday smiles. We look forward to you joining us on our next podcast. Until then, keep the energy going. ASMR. SMRs. <laughs>